Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to another installment of The Gist of Freedom is Still Faith. I'm your host, Bill Yasser Shabazz, and I'm dedicated to preserving the legacies of Malcolm X, Dr. Betty Shabazz, and countless others upon whose shoulders we all stand today. At The Gist of Freedom is Still Faith, we aim to empower our listeners with dignity and self-respect as we've taken an oath to empower at least one child. This show is co-produced by acclaimed educator and author, Ms. Leslie Gist, and serves as our weekly online discussion to celebrate the African-American experience by honoring all the people, past and present, black and white. Here, we salute those committed to preserving a rich history through literature, the arts, the skilled trades, and the humanities. So come on and gather your family, friends, and students to listen online at blackhistoryblog.com and on iTunes at blackhistoryuniversity.com. We thank you for joining us this evening and we'd love for you to be a part of our discussion by calling in with your comments or questions to 347-324-5552. That's 347-324-5552. Hello, hello, hello and good evening. To all the new-time mothers, husbands, boyfriends, or friends of newly birthed parents, this show is for you. We have the honor and privilege of having Dr. Humaira Shah. She was born, raised, and educated in Kashmir, India. She's dedicated the majority of her career, at least the last 10 years, bringing attention to NBS, that's Nursing Bottle Syndrome. It's also known as baby bottle syndrome. It is unbelievable. She's published several fascinating articles on MBS and one that's gaining quick attention. It's her book, Sam and the Sugar Bug. The book is widely used in schools and has become a leading source of education for parents as well as children with these developing or affected needs uh, to their teeth. She also writes a blog, humerashaw.wordpress.com, We'll give you uh, the spelling of that later on in the show. She's a great inspiration to parents. But before we talk about NBS, Dr. Shah, I'd like to welcome you to the Gist of Freedom. How are you doing this evening? Good. Thank you for having me, Ilyasa. That's very nice of you. I do appreciate that. Absolutely, absolutely. First things first, you're quite popular out there in Los Angeles. You have to tell us your secret. How do we stress the importance of dental care to first-time mothers caring for their infants so that they don't, we don't want to tell them what NBS is yet, but caring for their infants, and while um, we're at it, we might as well focus on the full-fledged adults. How do we get the children and the adults to the dentist? What is your secret? Ilias, first of all, I cannot stress enough Mm-hmm. to all the parents out there that they need to take their child to dentist every six months after mm-hmm. their first birthday. The, every six months? Really, every six months. First, just like you take your ch- uh, child to a physical, this mm-hmm. is equally important. Mm-hmm. It is really yeah. heartbreaking when parents, for the parents and even for me as a doctor, when they bring a two-year-old or a three-year-old and have like full-fledged cavity, and they have to get extensive dental treatment. It's hard on parents, and it breaks my heart when we treat those kids. So when you, first of all, when you start early, you're going to get educated. 
the first trip when you pay, pay to a children's dentist is nothing but really educational for the parents and them to know what to do to prevent cavities. And also they'll teach them to properly take care of their child's teeth so they don't have to, you know, they can avoid as much as dental treatment needed. Yes, yes. Because when a child, and, and you know, it's very hard for a child to come to a dentist. When mm-hmm. you take them from the most important thing to make it easy for them is give them an early start. If you're right. starting at first birthday and coming every six months, it makes it easy for them. It familiarizes them with the dentist, with the place. They don't, you know, they're not as scared. Because first time, all we do is look at their teeth, brush their teeth, put fluoride on them. The next mm-hmm. six months, we do the same, and then slowly we introduce the x-rays. So it's a very gradual process. Versus if you bring a child when he's in pain, if he or she is in pain, of course there's something wrong. So he's going to need a filling or an extraction or some sort of dental treatment. And if that's the first visit, he will never get or she will never get over the fear. So mm-hmm. I think the best way to make your child comfortable at a dentist and make it easy is bring them every six months after their first birthday. After and the also, first birthday. Yes, and never just in pain because then it makes the dentist seem, seem like a monster. Do you yeah. See my, yeah. And also read to them. There are so many books out there that, that you know, explain the visit to dentist and why you need to go to dentist, what they do there. In fact, I, I'm going to have my book next uh, year out, which is basically going to be first visit to the dentist to kind of give them an idea of what to go, what goes on. But at right presently, there are a lot of books out there that you could still, you know, read to them. I think that's excellent that you are writing books and, and, and that you're stressing the importance of a dentist, just as important as it is to go and get a, a yearly physical, um, an annual physical. It's, you're saying it's extremely important that a child goes to the dentist every six months. I remember my mother taking all six of her daughters to the dentist. Um, it was actually an exciting visit. So, you know, that's really, really great. Yes, so, and it makes a big difference, Elias, versus when you're going only when you have pain. Yeah. The, it just leaves such a sour taste in their mouth. And plus, they're going to get fluoride, they're going to get their teeth cleaned, that helps prevent gum diseases. It's a whole package deal, just like you go for a physical for your well-being, and teeth mm-hmm. are connected to your body, your whole system is linked to your teeth. Your teeth are not well, you're not well all over. Right, right. Especially okay. if you have heart problems, uh, diabetes. If your child has heart problems, diabetes, or any systemic disorder, this makes them prone to getting infection all over. So if, mm. if a diabetic patient has an infection in his or her mouth, it's going gonna, it's gonna to become a big infection. So you need mm. to be on top of it. Heart problems. Directly, the bloodstream is connected to teeth, so that can go and cause serious consequences. So I cannot stress enough, make it as important as a physical. Yes, yes. Okay, now what we've all been waiting for, I've read your blogs, your articles, I've seen your book, I've seen the pictures, and oh my goodness, I cannot begin to tell you how shocking it is to see these. Exactly. Poor, did you, poor babies, the, 
poor baby's mouth suffering from NBS. Tell us what nursing bottle syndrome is. Let me tell you, when I came to this country, I mean, India is behind in oral health, but they're catching up. But when I came here, my concept was this must be it, you know, this must be the heaven for oral health mm-hmm. education. But yes. then I worked in, in some areas where I realized that they're not, they're not informed as much as they should be. And these kids had full-blown nursing bottle syndrome, which I'm going to explain to you what it is in a minute, but it left such an impact on me, Elias. I cannot tell you. I, I, back in the days, I used to live in the apartment bed, and I was not very computer savvy. You know, our generation, we didn't grow up so much. I called my <laughs> nephews. I called my nephews, and they said, you got to help me write this article. Put the pictures together for me, but i got to write about this. This is breaking my heart. Every day I'm treating a two-year-old, three-year-old. I cannot take this. I cannot just be watching it. You said you're treating two- and three-year-olds. Three-year-old, two-year-old. The picture I sent you, one of them I think is a 17-month-old baby. The other one was a five-year-old, I think, that I sent you. But that's what it affects. What happens, what nursing bottle really is, is it happens both, remember this, both by bottle and breastfeeding. But, Ilya Elsa, I want to make it clear. I'm not against breastfeeding. I love breastfeeding. I think if you can, you should breastfeed your kids still too because of its obvious benefits for the child. But mm-hmm. here's what I want you to follow. After the first birthday, you should be brushing your baby's teeth at night and they should not be feeding in the middle of the night. If you want to breastfeed them during the day, that's fine. But easier said than done. I'm a mother Mm -hmm. myself. It just doesn't happen overnight. And if you Mm -hmm. really want to feed them overnight and you're not able to avoid it, keep a bottle full of water on side. When you're done feeding, put it in their mouth so it washes Mm -hmm. the milk away. This is what happens in nursing bottle syndrome. When you feed the kids and they fall asleep, the milk stays, the last part of the milk stays in their mouth. So their teeth are literally soaked in that milk for hours Mm. together. And that's what rots their teeth. Wow. And I I think I sent you the picture. Whenever someone sees them, they're like, oh, my God, is this really real? It is so real that every day I think we treat at least one uh, patients of nursing bottle, and I'm not in that area where I used to work before. In an area where I used to work before, that's all I saw. Wow, that is just amazing. I mean, I, I couldn't believe it to see little babies with their teeth rotting. Can you, yes, can you imagine, Ilias, of them going no. through so much treatment? Can you imagine yeah. the stress the child goes through and the parents go through? Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, right, and I've, I, I have cried. Sometimes I used to feel bad, and parents would cry and say, you know, I'm a mother too. It, it would break my heart too, and this was my only way. Is We need to do something to educate them because this whole thing can be avoided. No child yes. should go through this. Yes, and it's but, just really about making sure that the parents have this information because I, I can imagine, you know, many of my friends who have new babies, I'm, they know nothing of this. 
So I can yeah. just imagine. So it's really important, uh, the work that you're doing. What inspired you to write this book? Well, first of all, so my whole writing, of course, was inspired by Nursing Bottle and the fact that when I was in school, even in India, I saw a lot of kids who were going through lot of infections and they were admitted to hospital but here when I came it was mainly nursing bottle and then I started working and I realized it was very hard for a child to understand why he was getting treatment and so I would make the whole thing seem like a story I would tell them I'm going to check for bugs in your mouth I'm going to clean out the bugs so I realized that when I came down to their level yeah it made it seem so easy for them Mm-hmm. It it kind of made the whole process sound so uh, something they could deal with, something they were able to understand and sit through it. So mm-hmm. I would keep telling them the story, and then every time the parents would ask me, how do I get them to brush? And then it clicked me one day. I said, why don't I put it down together so parents have something to take home, and when they their child doesn't want them to brush, they can show them the bug, they can read them the story, and it actually has proved so helpful, especially yeah. because of the sound. I think because of the sound, it's, what amazed me more was how much it was helping the kids with special needs, especially autism, mm-hmm. because they rely a lot on iPad and, and the gadgets and right. sound. So it made it, they could visualize it. They could see the bug and, and then the parents who are my uh, of my special needs patients, actually they made me realize how much it was helping them because I told them to download the book and when they came after six months, they were like, oh my God, you have no idea how mm-hmm. easy it is for me now just right. to brush his teeth because he or she understands the concept. Right, right. the importance and the concept. And the book right, right now yeah, is free. I've, I've kept it free for like last seven months because a lot of schools requested it. They just need to go to iBooks. It's a free app on iPad. They can download iBooks and then in iBooks download the book. I I have it. Those of who don't have an Apple gadget, I have it on all Android devices. They need to go to Google Play, look for the book. It's free. You don't have to pay anything. I'm going to keep it free for another one, two months. It's been free. However, wow. last week, I want all of you to know this, that the last week it got hacked by a Chinese guy and he is selling the book for $5 as an app. I don't want you to pay that money. Wow. So do not download the app on Apple Gadgets. Go to iBooks and then download the book. The whole book is free. Even okay, on so we're all... going yeah, to give them the information. The well, we'll give you yes. the information before we... Before we um, go because we have 15 more minutes of this segment. Um, tell me, Dr. Shah, how old is the baby when NBS is, is commonly diagnosed? Three? About three years three old? Years? Yes. But so, I've, like I've, I said, I've seen two-year-olds, I've seen less than two-year-olds, and then some of them come as late as five, six, and, you know, I've seen that too. The picture I okay. sent you, I think that was a five-year-old. Now is that a five year old is that a five year old who's nursing or is that a five year old eating candy? No, that's a five year old who got nursing bottle and was never taken to a dentist. Oh my goodness. Okay. So what is the eruption timeline? Your 
first uh, eruption timeline, the first tooth in the baby is going to come around six to eight, four to eight months. All kids are different. Some babies early, some babies late, but four to eight months is around when the teeth come in. And by two, two and a half, all the kids have the baby teeth. Okay. Some and can so be late. Yes. So by the time all teeth erupt, nursing bottle has already eaten half of them. Mm. Okay. And, and what about this early decay? That is the same thing. Nursing bottle is what's called early decay. That's what happens. But if it's, if, if, if it's caught early enough, can it prevent the decay, you know, just rotting all of these babies' poor teeth? The, especially the top, mold, uh, the top teeth because the trunk protects the bottom one. I see. So the milk soaks the top teeth. So it's usually the top teeth that are more affected. Like in the picture, I'm going to send you all those pictures so all parents can see it. The picture, okay. uh, so that way they can visualize it and, and uh, they can see it. Also remember, very important, which usually parents don't realize, is that six years is when the new teeth are starting to come in, five to six, depending boys are slower than mm -hmm. girls or some kids are naturally faster than others. There is a molar that is going to erupt behind your baby teeth. No tooth falls out before that tooth comes in. It grows mm -hmm. behind the baby teeth. It's called a six-year molar. Keep an eye for, open for it, five to six years, because that's one of the most important teeth in their mouth, and usually because it grows so far back, the kids miss brushing on it. They're not used to brushing on it. So watch out for that tooth. I, and then ask your dentist for sealants for, that, for the permanent teeth. That's like a nail polish coat that goes on top of your permanent teeth that helps. It covers the tooth like a mechanical barrier between the tooth and the food. So it's a prevent, good preventive measure to prevent cavities and permanent teeth. You're listening online at blackhistoryblog.com and on iTunes at blackhistoryuniversity.com. I'm your host, Oyasa Shabazz, and we have the pleasure of speaking with Dr. Humaira Shah. She's published several articles and a phenomenal book about NBS, which is a common syndrome affecting nursing babies' teeth, and she's dedicating the last 10 years of her career to children. She's expressing the importance of your child um, coming to the dentist every six months. It is absolutely important. Um, why stainless crowns, Dr. Shah? Yes, very good question. That's like every parent asks me, why those ugly crowns? Yes. What happens is when you come bring a child and the cavity, every tooth has a nerve inside and baby teeth are very small compared to permanent teeth. So when the cavity gets big, Ilyasa, it's very close to the nerve. So when we clean out the decay, we're already in the nerve. We put a medicine in the nerve and then there's hardly any tooth structure left. If you put a filling and the child bites on it, it's going to break. Oh, so what dentists prefer on baby teeth is if the decay is big, they'll clean out the decay, they'll put the medicine in the nerve, and not much left of that small tooth. They'll cover it with a crown so it lasts them for a couple of years. For back, it's mostly silver crowns. In the front, they do have white crowns so that child can have you know, can smile, but in the back, usually it's stainless steel crown, and it's only because the cavity has gotten so big that you cannot do filling anymore. 
I just can't. I, I you know, I, I can't imagine. It's almost having a root canal for a little baby. But yes, you're saying it is. It's, it's, it's extremely a baby important. It is oh a baby. Gosh. Any any child that gets NBS, if we have, if we can save their teeth, it's usually a baby root canal, which is of course not as extensive as an adult root canal. It takes is just cleaning up the, uh, and then putting a little paste of medicine and then a crown on top. The adult root canal is a much more extensive process. But yes, usually NBS kids, at least on the picture I send you, that kid, most of the teeth we had to do a baby root canal and a crown. Oh, my goodness. Well, then what about, say, children who do not have NBS? Should the parents bring their six-month-old babies to the dentist? No, one year. What? Okay. Whether you have or not, that's what I'm saying, Ilyasa. Don't, not all, you know, most of the educated parents, their kids don't get nursing bottle syndrome. It's, it's really the young moms, the teenagers. It's our job to educate them. I don't blame them. I, as a mother, didn't know a lot until I had my son. You know, the first child is not coming with a manual. You learn with experience. Right. So first birthday, bring your child. And if you see something wrong before first birthday, why wait? Right. Get a consult to have them mm-hmm. checked. It is more mm-hmm. in young moms where socioeconomically parents are not, more of those kids get nursing bottles. Okay. So then, and avoid sodas. Avoid sodas. I avoid of, juices. Right. I cannot right. tell you enough. You do yeah. not need to give your child juice. One juice box a day. I have, that is another important cause of causing nursing bottle. What parents do is they fill the sippy cup up with half diluted juice and half water and give them all day long juice instead of water. Do not right. do that. The maximum so they, juice... No, go on, please. The maximum juice they can have is four ounces a day and one time. There's a there's a best way to remember it is water all day long, milk with the meals, and juice once a day with one meal, but, and that's it. Would it be better just to refrain from giving them juice? I mean, why not just give them water? Even better, but, you know, kids are kids. If you want to give them one juice box a day, it's okay. But really, realistically, you can just give them water and fresh fruits, and they're better off. Okay, and the most... Mm-hmm. I've seen what? a lot of parents do that. Fill the sippy cup up with juice, and instead of water, the kid is drinking juice all day long, and that is another big cause of nursing bottle mm-hmm. because you're constantly giving them sugar for the bacteria to work on the teeth to cause decay. Right, and so what's important is if you're going to give them juice, you only want to do it one time a day, and you want to make sure that you're flushing their mouth with water. So it's so important to give your baby or your child um, water. Yes. Yes. Okay, okay. So, Dr. Shah, give us your information. How do we find you? How do we contact you? I have a Facebook page, Sam and the Sugar Bug, with the name Sam and the Sugar Bug. Okay. And so they can go fact- on Facebook and just go to Sam and the Sugar Bug? Yes, and I have written a post there that if they have any questions, actually since it's been there for weeks, if they have any question about their baby's teeth or their child's teeth, they can inbox me. 
I don't want them to put it open information about their kids so they can send me a private message, and I will try to reply them as soon as possible. Okay. Now, can they also put your name in? Do you want to spell your name for our, our uh, listeners? It's going to be a tough one, but I'll try. I have a really long name. H U M A I R A H. That's my first name, Humera, and my last name is Shah, S H A H. Okay. So now, gosh, do you have any upcoming projects, books, or events that you'd like to share with us? Yes, I have two more books coming out uh, which are actually ready to go. Again, they're just kids' books because parent education I mainly do through my blog and articles. My two books, which will be, one will be about the Tooth Fairy, which is more of a fun book, and the other book is going to be about the first visit to the dentist. So I'm going to be working, they're ready, but few details here and there by the end of next year, believe everything goes well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, again, I want to thank you because I don't know too many people who are familiar with NBS. Okay, nursing bottle yes. syndrome, and that your baby's teeth basically rot when you give them milk and they fall asleep, and the milk is just sitting around in their mouth. The bacteria builds up and starts to eat away at the teeth, and then they have they're prone to little baby teeth decaying, much like yes. root canal surgery, um, and and these little babies after having these operations, have all of this stainless steel in their mouth um, acting as, like, fillers or caps or dentures until these They usually get broke. caps or they get, yeah, missing teeth. So up until first birthday, it's okay to feed them until middle of the night, you know, but make sure you're brushing their teeth two times a day, morning and night. Night is more important. You have to feed your baby still one in the middle of the night. But after one, try to give them good dinner, brush their teeth, make, make them sleep, and then wake up. If you can do it, just or during the day nap time, if, there's, if you're giving a bottle and they're falling asleep, keep another bottle by the side, give them water. It's as simple as that. And, again, avoid juice. Avoid juice. Now, what about toothpaste? Because toothpaste has a lot of sugar in it. Now, if you brush the baby's teeth, is, are we leaving sugar in the mouth? No, no, no. Toothpaste are generally targeted towards preventing cavities. They have fluoride in them. But okay. if for up until the, your child is three years old, I prefer that they use what's called safe to swallow, no fluoride baby toothpaste. There are a okay. lot of them out there. Just some okay. kids like the taste, others don't. So you can try different ones and see which brand they like. So it's called okay. safe to swallow, no fluoride training toothpaste. When they're three years old and kind of learning to spit out, move on to children's toothpaste. Smear it on there. Don't put a whole lot. Just smear it on their toothbrush and mm -hmm. children's toothpaste, use that and brush their teeth. After they're six, use pea size. And once they have learned to spit out, which is generally after five, five and a half, they can start using children's mouthwash. Provide, I generally tell my uh, patients that Start once a week mouthwash after your child is five, five and a half. More than anything, be sure that they're spitting out. Once your 
use once a week, you're confident, use it twice, thrice a week, and so so forth, make it every day until you're sure that they're spitting out. Okay, okay. But you as parents... Yeah, sorry, tell me, Leah. No, go on. Parents should be brushing their teeth. Very important. Up until three, four, five, they... First of all, till three, you have no choice but to brush their teeth. Up until five, brush their teeth. And then if they, I tell parents, brush their teeth and then let them go over. Or have them brush and you go over. Um, I wish I could show you. I'm actually going to send you a knee-to-knee picture where you straddle a child around your hip. And, mm-hmm. and make them lie down, and the other person brushes their teeth. I'll send you a picture of that. That's easier way to brush your child. It's called knee-to-knee brushing for the okay. baby. It's a good okay. position for them because even if they're fighting, other person can hold their hand and you can brush. Uh, use circular motions. Make sure you're brushing the gums too because you want to keep gums healthy too as much as you want your teeth to be healthy. Uh, floss their teeth if their teeth are touching. Uh, stick flossers, you know, the little sticks they have, those are much easier for kids. Use that. And if your child is four or five, this is what I do with my son. I make him lie down on the bed and sit behind him because I can get a better look at his teeth and then brush his teeth. I let him brush once he's done. I make him lie down. You will be amazed at how well you can look. That's why dentists make the kids lie down and sit behind them. Because you can have a better look. If you're standing, they'll hold their cheeks and they'll not let you brush the back teeth. Okay. Uh, Just a small trick that I've learned over the years. Okay. So you're saying to lay the child down? Yes. Yes. And sit behind their head or head in in your lap and then brush their teeth. And I also like um, you explaining to the child the importance of getting those little bugs out of their mouth. <laughs> yeah, that's how. Area. Yeah. yeah, that's what I tell my son. When I show him, I say, okay, do you want Randy in your mouth? And he'll be like, is he there? I'm like, yeah, if you don't brush, if I don't brush, he's going to be. And then he lets me go all the way to the back, and I pull <laughs> his cheek to the side. And it's a very, I mean, it really helps because they can yes. visualize it. Yes, and no one wants bugs in their mouth. So if, oh, if I were your patient, <laughs> yes, I would absolutely let you brush every bug out of my mouth. And I think that's a very good way of explaining to our children yes. um, the importance of brushing their teeth, that they want to make sure that they brush all those yucky little bugs out of their mouth. Dr. Yes. Humara Shah, thank you so much. You have been such an inspiration. We want you back. So you have to let us know when the next books come out. Definitely, definitely, Ilya. So thank you for having me. There's so much more that I, I could share with your audience, and we'll get back together one day. So we Absolutely. could explain, probably explain to them the treatments and what's right and what's wrong. One of these days we'll get it. It's been such a pleasure. Oh, and I want thank you so much. To, and I want them to download the book while it's free. I'll send you the links. I'm going to keep it free for another month or two. Enjoy uh, it with your kids, and hopefully it will help. Can you tell us the link again? If it's an Apple gadget like an iPhone, iPad, or an iPod, you need to download iBooks. iBooks is an amazing app. It's Apple's bookstore where you'll find a ton of books for your kids. Some of them are free. Some of them are paid. When you download iBooks, 
Look for the book, Sam and the Sugar Bug. It's free. Sam and the Sugar Bug. S-A-M. Yes. Sam and yes. the Sugar Bug. Okay. Yes. Now, mm-hmm. if you have Android, like Samsung, or there are a lot of Android phones out there, or Android tablets, then you just go to Google Play and look for the book and download it. Uh, download Sam and the Sugar Bug. Again, it's free. I will send okay. you the link so you can post it. I'll send you the link for Apple. Please do not pay $5 to the hacker. I don't want you to waste mm-hmm. your money. Don't download the app. Yeah. yeah, don't. It's Christmas time. Everybody's already spending a lot of money. So don't go to the app store because at app store he's put it up just this December for four ninety nine. Till I get it corrected and send them the copyright. Just make okay. sure you go through iBooks. Okay. Thank you so much, Dr. Shah. You're Thank welcome. You for Thank listening. you. Thank you for listening to The Gist of Freedom is Still Faith with my co-producer, educator, and author, Leslie Gist. I'm your sister, Ilyasa Shabazz, and please know that we are here to honor and celebrate the African-American experience and its global impact. And most importantly, we're here because we love our children. Join us every Sunday and Thursday evenings, Eastern Standard Time at 8 p.m. We love you.